Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, May 18th, 2020. I had a fantastic weekend. Didn't do any podcasting uh, per se, but uh, but managed to put a few recordings in the in the book and uh, have those ready to go for some of this week, but also next week. So it was a lot of fun to catch up with some people. We'll get to our guest list in a second, but I want to tell you about my weekend. It was a great time. Watched some more UFC. That was just uh, so much fun. Some great fights. Really cool to see. Uh, you know, going in the right direction. I, I, I even, I had never done this really. I, I see who wins the races, this and that, but I hadn't really watched much NASCAR and, and that's how desperate I am now. I, I tuned in for a little NASCAR on Sunday and uh, didn't watch the whole thing, but you know, I watched more than I had before because it was uh, it was a nice day out and put the TV out in the backyard. The neighbors were having a pool party with the music going. So it was kind of, it was kind of cool. It was another fun weekend, just outdoors a little bit. Uh, went and met some friends earlier, or I should say later in the week, last week. So it, it was cool. Things are starting to go in a good direction. Uh, our podcast is is growing great. We had some great feedback from our guests last week. Steve Almond's episode on Friday got a lot of plays. Today we have his brother-in-law, John Lee, on the program. So if you liked listening to Steve on Friday, you're going to like listening to John today. He's a general manager of a trucking company up in Oregon. He is from the class of 1992 at Real Hondo Prep. So we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, another thing on Sunday night, The Last Dance. I mean, what can you say about that program, that documentary? Just just incredible. Uh, so much fun to, to look at and, and just dissect everything that happened for Michael Jordan and, and everyone involved with those teams. It was, it was just phenomenal. I really wish there were more documentaries done like that but the thing is there's not many teams like that there's good teams there's some great teams that have a good run and everything but I don't think there is or will be another run like that another stretch like that Uh, six titles in eight years uh, Michael Jordan taking some time off to play baseball of all things the whole thing is just it's odd and unique and I I don't know that you're ever going to see anything like that I also took some time on the weekend to watch a few other ESPN documentaries that I've I've seen. Some of them I've seen before, but I wanted to go back and, and, and see a few, you know, either see some new ones or, or re-watch some other ones. I finally saw the Bob Knight one. Uh, I've always wanted to watch that. It was pretty good. Uh, I was not a fan of the, the director, who's also the narrator. He's, he's kind of the, the media member that really drove the, the case and everything. You know, I... Bob Knight was was far from a uh, you know <laughs> a, uh, a, a a pope far far from a you know a, a a really good person or anything like that. But I do think the media portrayal of him was something pretty fierce. And yes, he did some things that were not good the way he treated players and and putting hands on guys and this and that. But I felt like there was this almost a witch hunt from the media towards him just because he didn't like taking anything from the media as well. And then one thing I didn't like about the documentary was this media member, Abbott, I think David Abbott, I think was his name. I might have messed up his his first name, so pardon me. But he, they, they almost made him out to be like this hero. And I'm like, you're a journalist. You, you went out of your way to report a story 
and, and you stuck with it. Okay, that's your job, but you're you're not this like savior type thing. So I don't know. Those were my thoughts from watching it. If you have seen it or want to watch it, it's interesting. It's it's pretty heavy. You know, Bob Knight was no saint. That that's what I meant to say. He is no saint. He's not an angel. Um, I, I am not uh, excusing any of his behavior, but the, the the way he was portrayed, I think, from those media members, uh, I don't know. It just it, it didn't sit well with me. And, and again, that's just my opinion. I you disagree all you want. That's totally fine. That's just something I did over the weekend, a random thought I had, so I thought I would share it. Ahead for this week, I'm really excited. We have some great guests. I already mentioned John Lee is on today. He, uh, he that's going to be a fun conversation. So we'll get right to that. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, we have Dave Guerrero. He's also a Real Hondo Prep Guide. He's a management consultant. Uh, I'll let him tell you all about that. Wednesday is Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. He is going to bring it uh, again. Really strong, controversial opinions at times. But we're going to discuss more coronavirus situations and uh, some of his random thoughts and strong opinions. So be ready for Bill on Wednesday. On Thursday, we're joined by Jacob Hauser. He's a sales manager, and he also officiates uh, high school football, did a little college uh, at one time, kind of like myself. We actually started working football together, so that's going to be a fun conversation on Thursday. Friday, we have Gabe Perez, another Real Hondo Prep grad from the class of 2005. He is the owner-operator of the CrossFit Gym in North Pasadena. He is also in real estate. He's really into uh, combat sports. We're going to talk some uh, boxing, some MMA uh, just the various lessons he's learned growing up. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That is our lineup for the week. I can't wait to talk with every person and to uh, put out those episodes. It's going to be great. We already have two or three for next week that I won't tell you about until the end of the week or post it on Facebook just for a little more suspense. But I want you to focus on the, the guests that are on this week. It's going to be great. You're going to enjoy it. There's something for everyone. Uh, let's not waste any more time, though, for right now. Let's get right to the interview with John Lee. So, uh, John, will get us started here on the week with a uh, kickoff the week, I should say, on a Monday morning. So let's get right to it. Here is John Lee. All right. Today we are joined by John Lee. He lives up in Oregon. He's a member of the class of 1992 from Rio Hondo Prep, uh, one of the legendary Lee boys, we'll call him. Uh, John, welcome to the program. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, of course. I, I'm glad, uh, I'm honored you came on. Um, this is, you know, we had your brother-in-law on, Steve Almond, recently. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to him. Yeah, I definitely did. That was hilarious. <laughs> I got to ask before, uh, you know, before we move on to other things, what, what is it like being the brother-in-law of Steve Allman? Because I, I, I knew Steve is a few years older than me. You and I never really interacted much. But, uh, you know, it's been fun to see Steve grow into a father and, and family man. And what's it like being a brother-in-law to Steve Allman? <laughs> it's, uh, he, he's definitely family. Uh, Steve <laughs> has an incredible ability to make any situation awkward. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> so uh, every situation with him is very entertaining. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no situation that he can't insert something into to make it awkward. It's, it's fantastic. So some things never change then. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, it was a lot of fun talking with Steve and uh, 
yeah, it's been really fun catching up with him. But, but John, you're a general manager up in uh, Oregon for a trucking company. What can you tell me about uh, that line of work and, and how long you've been doing it? Oh, boy. I've been in this industry for, I want to say, 18, 18, 19 years. Uh, and it was kind of a process um, getting into it. Uh, not a whole lot of people that I think as they're growing up go, yeah, I want to I want to get into the trucking industry. Um, unless their parents or somebody that they know was in it. Uh, so it kind of morphed over time um, into where I'm at now. I, I really enjoy it. I'm at a good company, um, good owner. Um, we've been able to do relatively well uh, throughout this whole pandemic. So, uh, and the owner's done some things to, you know, kind of help the staff and, and all of the drivers as well to make sure that everybody is whole financially. So company to work for, great owner to work for, uh, thoroughly enjoy it. And you touched on a few things there as far as the lockdown goes and the, and the pandemic situation we're in, but has, uh, has business for you personally changed? Are you, are you working from home more? Are you not, are you working less? Has anything really changed? Um, we, we, most of the office separated and we started working from home, uh, which was an adventure in itself, trying to get everybody operational and still connected. Um, but I was the only one that, uh, never left the office and worked from there throughout the entirety. Um, we are currently starting to bring people back into the office, uh, to regain some sense of normalcy, but. Uh, but yeah, there was, there was a while there where I was heading into the office all by my loan and, uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, you know, pretty efficient time frame. but I got to tell you every creak and noise and everything I heard, I was up and checking the hallways. Well, that's eerie. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to imagine, uh, John, that there's a lot of organization, type stuff with with your work because when I when I when I asked you to come on and wanted to discuss a few like bullet points I got five pages of notes from you very well written very well diagrammed I I I was expecting a PowerPoint to come in the email at some point but never got it so you were one organized individual man I I was impressed with all your notes well the the notes is actually uh a result of not being organized, at least, at least in my mind, because I, I am a, uh, I'm a little bit scatterbrained at times. So my notes are my way of staying on task and not going off on who knows where kind of. So. <laughs> it, it was beautiful to each his own. I mean, I, I thought it was great. You know, most people, when I, when I ask them to come on there, some get a little worried and nervous, like, well, well, do we have to prepare? And like, what are we going to talk? I'm like, dude, it's like having a conversation really. And, and we'll talk, we'll write a few things down that maybe we want to touch on, but, but that was definitely a first John for like, let's see, I don't know. I've, I've had 30 people on give or take. <laughs> that was a first. Love it. I love it. Hey, but what, what I say last night, failing to prepare is preparing to fail, right? Yeah, Mr. Wooden. <laughs> Mr. Wood can't go wrong there. Well, uh, well, John, you moved up to Oregon. How long have you been up there now? And what, what, uh, 
what was the reasoning to go up there? Was it because of the almond family itself or, or what, what made you go up there? That, that was primarily it. Um, when I was dating my wife, Stephanie, uh, it was very early on uh, that I, I was uh, kind of brought into the understanding that she had for years been wanting to this direction. This was, this was home for her. Um, she used to tell me that when the family would take trips, Mamman was mentioning the other day on the podcast that, you know, they would, but for her, when she would leave Oregon after visiting family and relatives to go back down to California, that homesick for Oregon. So this was always home for her and for their family. And um, so in my mind, we were moving towards marriage. It was, it was very evident that we would be living today. So, and it's been good. It's been good. I really enjoy it. Um, I enjoy a little bit slower pace. Um, and the only thing uh, that I have problem is, is with the, uh, the pastimes. Yeah. I don't hunt. I don't fish. Uh, yeah, I don't like to hike. Not one of my favorite things to do. So you can take the boy out of the city, but you can't take the city out of the boy. So it is what it is. <laughs> well said. Yeah, you, you mean you weren't wearing cowboy boots in uh, second grade like like your <laughs> brother-in-law Steve? No, that was a great story, man. I love that. <laughs> Oh my god, that was that was really. Good. I was I was so curious where that was going when he's like, "Yeah, the coach approached my mom." He's like, yeah, we're a little concerned about about Stephen. I'm like, "Oh man, what happened?" <laughs> he's running the bases in cowboy boots, <laughs> and he still does. Like what he, a guy! Like he still wear his boots with shorts. Again, he makes it awkward. So. <laughs> Yeah, John, the last time I saw you was 2010 when I was in Oregon. Yep. I was working the Northwest League in the uh, minor leagues, minor league baseball. And that's the last time I saw uh, Steve up there in the Salem area. And then I saw you up uh, near Eugene. Yep. And you brought the kids out to a ball game, I remember. Yep. I had my two boys with me uh, and my dad. So uh, he was up yes. visiting at the same time. So uh, it worked out great. Yeah, I was think my buddy Bill Ritter was hanging out in town and, and, and you were gracious to have us over to your place for, for a meal and to, to meet the family yep. and the kids and everything. That, that was a blast, especially for a guy who's on the road all the time. And, and forgive me for this, John, but, but your, your three I, – I remember you telling me this. You were telling me the names of your three kids, and you said uh, – you, you pointed at uh, your daughter, Jordan. You say, yep. uh, the river. Then yes. you said – Elijah the prophet yep. and then I don't remember what the third I I remember the, the river and the prophet and I could not remember what the third one was I thought the way you described it was so cool the king king because he was a his name's Josiah he was the biblically was the eight-year-old king so gotcha yeah I was I was scratching my head because it's funny the things you remember that stick out <laughs> and I remember like Man, I love that. I love the uh, the analogies, if you will, or you know, whatever you want to call them. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, name, name, uh, uh, 
reason behind the name and stuff like that. Yeah, the oldest one has reminded me a couple times over the uh, since he turned eight years old that he's supposed to be in charge now because he's the king. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> wow, how old are the kids now? Oh, boy, let's see. Age wise, I'm gonna go with grade instead of age because I'm gonna get it wrong. Uh, better, yeah. Just close the oldest Josiah is just closing out his junior year. Elijah is just closing out his freshman year, and Jordan is closing out her fifth grade year. Wow, I I I know it's been ten years, but I thought for some reason they were way younger than that, and that's probably just me dumb. But you know, time time flies by and kids grow. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, yep, getting older, and uh, especially the oldest one is starting to uh, again test his his medal with the, uh, <laughs> with the old dog. And on occasion, if I'm honest, I got to work a little harder than I would have expected to, to hold my own. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, dad. The best, the best years of, of our lives were, were in high school and now you have two, two guys in high school and uh, come on. I mean, it's, it's gotta be weird looking back or, or you know, looking in front of you and thinking back to your high school days and being like, it is, huh? <laughs> it, it very much is. Cause I, you know, I mean, it does feel a long time ago, but it also, it, it feels like just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Strange. Oh, definitely. Well, I'm going to talk about high school and, and some of your buddies uh, in, in a minute, but you talked about Mr. Lee, your dad was up there uh, that time we were in Eugene mm-hmm. and I, I'm glad he gets to get up there and visit you guys and, and everything. But you know, Mr. Lee, an incredibly nice man. He will always, to me, be that Atlantic coach across the field on that, <laughs> that Atlantic Pirates sideline uh, for, for us Gator Gator guys. Uh, you're just looking over there and, and you know, he, he's uh, brewing up something, right? Oh, yeah. In the playbook or whatever. But, uh, you know, I later in life got Mr. Lee was my math teacher, one of my favorite teachers of all time. And it was funny to see kind of a rival, I guess, is who I, someone I saw as a rival mm-hmm. as a kid, I, I grew up and, and then later he was a big mentor to me in the classroom. And I know he's done a lot of great things for a lot of kids yeah. and, and he's got to be an incredible father to you guys. Very much so. Very much so. And, it, and it's funny because he has a, uh, an Atlantic flag slash banner hanging in the garage even now. So once a pirate, always a pirate. So <laughs> um, I didn't like him as a teacher though. Cause I, I had in my sophomore year, I think it was, I did not like him as a teacher. He was way, way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that had anything to do with the same last name. Uh, it might have been, but uh, my mom, on the other <laughs> hand, I loved having my mom as a teacher. She was fantastic. So <laughs> I've heard, I've heard, I never had the privilege to, uh, to be a student of hers, but I've heard great things about her and uh, incredible woman. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this a little beforehand, John, but, uh, you know, recently your mom, Mrs. Lee passed away. Uh, unfortunately, I, I know what that feels like. Uh, I'm sure it's been a tough time for you and the family, but I, you know, I went off for my deepest condolences. I, I've seen a ton of, uh, just tremendous posts on Facebook from so many people to, to you and your family. And of course, Mr. Lee, 
Uh, I know you're going through a tough time right now, but all of the feedback has, has got to be just an overwhelming blessing, right? Very, yeah, very much so. Um, and it's, 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 uh, I don't know, comforting, I guess, to look back and realize um, that my mom was the type of individual that always lifted people up. She was one of those individuals that you could say um, her influence was in making people always come away feeling just a little bit better about whatever the situation is or uh, themselves as individuals. Um, she had an, an mm-hmm. incredible knack of, of doing that. Um, one of the playful, most playful people I've, I've ever, I've, it's funny. I remember uh, I was telling my dad this the other day, we were talking on the phone and just kind of reminiscing and, <laughs> and she used to work in the, the, with the Christmas cards. And I remember there was the, the shed or something right around the corner that required the key to get to. And so people would come to her to get the key to get into the shed. Well, she would never give the key directly to anybody. She would make them leave a shoe to be able to acquire the key because she knew it guaranteed they're coming back with the key. <laughs> that is fantastic. Collateral. I yeah. love it. So things like that are like, I would have never thought of something like that, but yeah, that was my mom. Well, anyone who's, yeah. Anyone who's, who's <laughs> loaned out a key or, uh, to somewhere, you know, and it's all it takes is one time to not get it yeah. back. That's, genius yeah (laughs) so i mean it's it's a it's a difficult time but it's also a joyful time just because you can look back over her life and realize she has she has affected so many people in a positive way that it's it's uh you know it's kind of kind of humbling in some ways to think Mm -hmm. um man I, i i wish i could be more like her i need to strive to be more like her um I need mm-hmm. to be more loving, more caring, all of those things. And, um, you know, I remember, uh, you know, San Felipe, obviously she was entrenched in, in San Felipe and, and the culture of that whole trip on a regular basis. And I, rem- I remember, uh, this again, I was talking with my dad the other day and, you know, some people you get in a situation, you're like, Oh man, my mom's here or my dad's here and this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, I loved having my mom a part of kind of every day when I was in school, you know, she was there all the time. And I think it's because she kind of was in a way, a mother to everybody. That's how she approached everything. She was, you know, I, <laughs> she used to refer to uh, when she would playfully discipline somebody uh, she would never call them, but just by their name, it was, it was always Jonathan or Jeffrey or Michael. It was never Mike and Jeff and John. It was always this, I'm raising my voice with you now. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> I love stories like that. And, uh, you know, you, everyone thinks their, their, their parents are the, are the greatest, but, but John, you have to be just tremendously, I, I don't even know the word, just honored, humbled. What, you, you did have two of the greatest parents, uh, you know, growing up and, and it's, you know, they, they, they really did a great job with you and your two brothers 
the, the Lee brothers, uh, you know, the, the Lee family, they're, they're just special people. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's wonderful. Some of the things that you guys have said and done with, with Mrs. Lee and, and, uh, yeah, just, just an honor to, to, to be able to, uh, to see that, that relationship and, and, you know, parents and father, sons and mothers, and you guys are a great example of, uh, to a lot of families out there. I, I, I appreciate it. And I do, I do attribute that to the two of them. And, and, you know, even with my dad, you know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, the sacrifices that he's made over the last five to 10 years to, to take care of my mom. Mm-hmm. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, in, in a way it kind of wasn't a sacrifice at all because he truly loved her to the point where it, he really would give up everything to take care of her. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it's, it's, again, I, I look at it and I go, man, I, I, I want to be like that. And it, ins- it inspires me to love better and to, um, um, you know, honor people better. It, it's, uh, it's humbling. It's humbling to watch, have, have watched the two of them and to realize my, you know, my mom never got the, the glory of being in charge of this and in charge of that and, you know, positions of authority. But my mom influenced people. She encouraged people. She lifted people up. And, and in so doing, there's this huge impact, you know, this ripple effect, you know, and then my dad, the same way in his quiet leadership. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I want to be like my parents and I, I <laughs> Yeah, no better way to say that. That's, yeah, it's outstanding. And and you talk about influence, John. Uh, you know, your father, your mother. But but who were some of the other uh, big influences in your life? Why were they those influences? It doesn't have to be coaches from Rio Hondo, or or it can be anyone in any walk of life. But who who were a few big influences, and and why were they such a big influence on your life? I think the apart from my my peer group. Um, which I could I mean, pretty much all of all of my teammates from back in the day. There's this even now this this bond, you know. That's one of the things I think anybody that has come through Rio Hondo Prep um, has been able to enjoy this this uh, this tight close knit family because you do so many things together. Um, but as far as an individual, I I would say Coach Drain, um, and there are so many things about how he carried himself. Uh, he was, he's one of the few individuals that I never wanted to disappoint. Um, mm. You know, it wasn't so much that I was worried he was going to discipline me or this. It was like, I didn't want to disappoint him. And, and that motivated me. And I, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I could, <laughs> I still remember this, this is a, this is a good story. I, it was a, I think it was my senior year basketball and I got a, I got a, a technical foul, which, which knowing coach Drang, yes, this is, this is, and it was well-deserved. I, I earned it, (laughs) 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 which is a whole nother aspect of who I am. And you know, the whole, the mouth. Um, But uh, so get the technical. And as soon as I hear the whistle blow, I, I thought I had said, I had, I thought I had walked up to the line 
but apparently I had crossed it <laughs> and I heard the whistle from behind me. I was like, Oh no, that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I look over to the bench and I see Mr. Drain. Boom. He's up. He's walking to the, uh, to the scorers table. Like what happened? What, what's going on? Uh, because I had said it kind of under my breath. And so it wasn't an obvious technical. Um, <laughs> so of course me, I was like, I'm not headed towards the scorers table. I'm going to the far end of the bench. I am avoiding him at all costs. <laughs> so <laughs> he talks to the ref briefly. I get the look. I'm like, Oh no, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> so he starts heading down the sideline to meet me at the end of the bench. Well, I do my best, you know, juke move, and I'm going back to the other side of the bench. Now I'm not meeting you wherever you're going to be. <laughs> he reached out and grabbed me by the jersey and pulled me into his face and lit into me. <laughs> and I didn't know it at the time, but every everybody else in the team afterwards, like, dude, the whole gym was quiet, and it was just him lighting you up for everybody to hear. <laughs> So, oh man, I was and I was so intimidated in that moment. I was like, oh man, this is so bad, so bad. But he actually called my dad that night. He called my dad to apologize, saying, "Hey, you know, I probably went overboard with John or whatever." And my my dad's response was, "Nah, he deserved it." <laughs> so, I love that story on so many levels. <laughs> That's a great dad right there. Yeah. I love that. In in the age of today, John, where everyone is so quick to defend uh, their their kid, oh, the yeah. coaches being mean, being hard. That is refreshing to hear. That is fantastic. Yeah, no, my dad was was not coming to my rescue in that moment. It's like, no, he earned it. So <laughs> we've all had our uh, fair share of Mr. Drain. Uh, <laughs> Tongue lashings. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could picture it. And, and it was weird how quiet that uh, was. It at the, was it, it a, was home, a game? home game in the pavilion? It's it's amazing how quiet that pavilion yeah. could get uh, at times. Yeah. <laughs> and the, let me tell you, you could hear that from a Farn <laughs> Avenue, probably. <laughs> you could hear. Oh, that is, that's a great story, man. Uh, yeah, Mr. Drain, I, I, I want to say he was he was he was your typical firm yeah. but fair type yeah, of coach. Very you much know? So. That's a perfect way to say it. And, and he, uh, like I said, he was, he was one of the few people that I knew knew cared about me uh, intensely. He actually he lived next door, um, so there was you know a, a lot of familiarity there, um, and. Uh, you know, I, I would, I would in some ways consider him family in that regard. Um, I actually remember, um, another game. It was, I think it was a tournament somewhere and something happened. It was right before the halftime. Something happened. Um, some guy, uh, stepped on Jeff Fairley's chest, went Christian Leitner on him. And, uh, <laughs> and my brother Bill came in and, you know, did the forearm shiver, knocked the guy off and, everybody's in everybody's face and it's it's like man we're 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 tiptoeing on go time here and uh yeah. it was like 30 seconds left before the half 30 seconds runs out we get into into the uh into the locker room and mr drain just comes sideways at us about you know hey that's not 
that's not what our character is about. That's not who we are. That's not what we do. That's not how we respond. And to this point, everybody's like, yeah, you know, probably we probably should have, you know, backed off this that, and the other. Yeah, you're right. And then he says, I don't even care if I'm out there on the floor and they're on top of me. And at that point, all of us were kind of like, nah, if that happens, we're, we're coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, we, we got to disagree on one thing. This yeah, yeah, they, they don't touch coach. That's <laughs> nah, crossing the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it, man. It, uh, you, you know, uh, <laughs> we're kind of on, uh, you know, different influences right now and everything, but, you know, you're talking about some of your, some of your teams and your teammates mm-hmm. and, and John, you know, you were, you were, you were among, you were on uh, one of the best teams, the best eras, I think, ever in Rihondo Prep. Everyone's, not not everyone is good in football, but, you know, very successful football programs. But you guys were truly good in everything. You had probably, I don't think, I think it's hands down the best basketball team Rihondo Prep has ever had. Advanced very far and, and just you know, the, the stories I hear from those days are just, they're so fun to hear from, from so many different people. And just what was it like playing with those guys? And, you know, you, you can mention, you already said a few of the names, you know, oh, like yeah. Todd Carson, Pete Clark, Jeff Barely. What was it like being in high school with those guys? It's uh, it was a, it was a blast. It was one of those, one of those, you kind of catch lightning in a bottle with a group of guys and it just, it all works. Um, but I remember, uh, you know, I look back and go, okay, well, yeah, I was on those teams. I, you know, but I look back and goes, ah, I was, a, I was an average athlete with a decent shot who happened to get lucky to be on a team with, with guys that were winners. Um, and that, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what the situation was, there was a not in our house kind of mentality. Um, you know, I remember, you know, even it, I think it was my, it was my sophomore year and we had lost in the semifinals, uh, in football specifically. And we get back in the locker room and I can't remember who said it. Somebody said something about, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, you know, just forget about it. You know, let's, let's move on kind of thing. And I remember Dave, Joe, Dave, Joe was fired up and he's like, no, he goes, don't forget about this. You let this burn you let this burn all year long till next year. <laughs> and that, and that was kind of mentality. It was, it was, it was, nope. It's like, yeah, we may have lost this game, but we're going to snatch it up. And we, and we obviously came back the next year and pretty much steamrolled mm-hmm. through the year. Um, my only regret yeah. was that I had a broken collarbone and I didn't get to play in the title game, but other than that, yeah. Oh, no, no. Mr. I, I actually I've got one bro- play in Mr. Johnson. I suited up broken collarbone and all. I was like, Mr. Johnson, I got to get in the game. I have to at least get in the game. And uh, he let me go in <laughs> on a kickoff late in the game just so that I could get in the Ooh. game. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm hitting somebody. I don't care. I'm hitting somebody. <laughs> so I was very cautious, made sure it was with the right shoulder, not the left. Cause yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Man, this, you know, you almost forget some of the name, but yeah, Rick Johnson, Dave Joe, uh, Mike Whiteside, Happy. just, <laughs> these are Valdez, Carrillo. I mean, these, these were guys that were warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a golden, golden age. I mean, it was a fantastic time. And not only that, all those guys have gone off and, 
into uh, other areas of life and, and done great things. And I think, man, can you imagine all you guys are, I won't say yeah. your age now. I mean, we all know how old you guys are all, you guys are in your late forties, but you imagine all just getting around a campfire, oh, man. just, I don't know, however many it was, 12 of you guys. And just, I mean, you'd run oh, out of yeah. firewood. It'd, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's kind of the, the concept with this podcast the way it's developed is just reaching out to people and, and talking to a lot of different people and sharing stories and uh you know yeah it's kind of become a real hondo prep commercial <laughs> at times but th- th- that's all the that's a lot of the yeah. people i know john and a lot of people you know but you know there's other other areas of life you you've met people and 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 but the, the memories it's your your foundation right when you're being formed still as a, oh, as yeah. a young kid and a growing into a young well, man and there's a there's a brotherhood i think that exists um you know i mean we're we're what a decade apart at least and there but there's still this this connection <laughs> that's like yeah we're we're part of the same family um and and, and that's awesome because yeah. you know you there's there's always this baseline of of sameness that exists so i i enjoy that mm-hmm. aspect of it you know i watch games online periodically and, and it's, it's, you know, I half the time don't know the names of the guys out there, but it's like, no, nah, they're, they're still wearing my uniform. Those are, those are my guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It never, it never gets old. It's, it's just, uh, it's so fun to, to talk to other people too, who yeah. see it the same way you do. And okay, you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> but there's other people who see it my yeah. way too, which is great. Uh, so you mentioned Mr. Drain. Um, what other, any other people, coaches or uh, people you worked with who have kind of had a big impact on your life that you'd like to um, mention? Well, obviously my, you know, we mentioned my, my mom and my dad and, and their influence. Uh, my brothers would be the other ones. Um, you know, I know you got a pretty good relationship with your brother and it's, it's one of those, one of those things that I wouldn't, wouldn't ever replace. Uh, there's a, 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 Mm-hmm. closeness and a tightness that exists and their influence on me even now um uh, you know i get we'll get a text and call with my brothers and we'll talk about stuff and and we keep each other in check you know make sure that we're we're on point with with whatever um so the, i would say my brothers would be would be next but uh as far as other coaches were would be concerned i, I or other individuals i would say another coach would be coach Lunny who also passed away here recently. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. but his influence on me again, he was, I think four or five houses down for me and his, his kids are my siblings. <laughs> they are, they are family. Um, <laughs> and his impact on my life, he was another one that, that um, had a way of lifting people up and encouraging people. So, uh, his impact on me. I, I can remember, uh, I don't, I don't remember who we were playing, but I was having a horrible first half, horrible first half. And from, from the field, it was an away game and it was a long walk from the field to the locker room. He was just, he's walking, walking by my side and just, you know, just light, light, lighting into me. And, it, and this was my senior year. And it's funny because I can still remember to this day, he said something to the effect. I don't know if it was true or not, but he said something to the effect of, 
yeah, those guys that were on that championship team last year are looking at you thinking that they carried you all last year. And I was like, oh, 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 man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, boy. So, of course, now I'm, I'm at first, I'm, 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 I'm ticked off. I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come out the second half, and I'm just, I am on fire. Two interceptions, couple really good hits, and just significant. I mean, it's like the tale of two halves. And as we're leaving the field, the whole way back from the field to the locker room, he has his arm around my shoulder, and he's doing that barrel laugh. And, oh, boy, isn't it so much fun to play football like that? That was fantastic. And <laughs> Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> oh man, that that paints quite a picture for Mr. Lunny. That that's yeah. about as clear as you yeah, can get there. <laughs> there's a, I'm sure there's a million stories like that too with him and other people. And yeah, it, it, we mentioned it about him, and he just had he was a very yeah. unique person, and, and he had a way to get through to people, especially yeah. on a football field. Yes. He just did. Yeah, and I. I still remember every, every, even with the music, I remember, you know, we'd be standing up there getting ready to perform and he would walk up and there'd be this, this light in his eyes. Like, all right, here we go. Here we go. And he, the eyebrows would pop and he'd get a little bounce in him, in himself. And he's like, all right, you know, and then he'd count us off and off we would go. But it was just this enthusiasm of, of living in the moment and giving everything you have in the moment and, uh, I fed off of that with him. So yeah, another huge influence in that regard. <laughs> I don't know. I have no way to look this up or back this up. I don't know that, that there is another defensive coordinator <laughs> in America who also yeah. taught choir <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be. There can't be another another one out no. there. There just can't. I can't no, imagine. Very, very well-rounded <laughs> individual. Very well. Competition is a, is a is always a subject here, and you played with those guys. You know, we the, the teammates, and we mentioned some of them, and how competitive you guys were. Um, competition sticks with us you know, and, and, and stays in, it's, it's part of us. Uh, but what can you tell me about, uh, competition, both as a, as a young man and now that you're a dad and you have a, you, you have your own uh, business or you're working as a general manager in trucking, like, does that, does that come out of you still? I mean, is it, is it bottled up? How does it, how does yeah, it work for you? Um, it, it's, um, it's interesting because in a lot of ways, um, I, I see my role now kind of as a coach. Um, and it, it's something that I enjoy and I, I, I do, I feed off of my, my history, um, of having come up and, and, and played through sports. Um, you know, I look at my job as a, as a manager, um, you know, there's different terminology, you know, for somebody who's a manager, you know, boss, supervisor, um, all these various things. And, and, and my, my approach has always been, I'm, I'm a provider. I'm going to provide you with the tools. I'm going to provide you with the training and I'm going to provide you with the opportunity for success. And um, I, I think the role of a manager is a le less about directing 
and more about detecting. Uh, it's a play on words, but the idea being that I'm, I'm looking for the blind spots. You know, people are, are in the trenches and they're handling business. My, my thing is to be able to get above it, see where the blind spots, spots are, and get people to turn out. That requires trust, and they got to know that I'm doing whatever for their good. And so uh, that's where I think the relationships uh, come into play. But that's how I, I view my job is I'm, I'm going to make sure that I give, give these individuals everything they need to be successful as individuals mm-hmm. and to then prop them up and build them up and continue their individual growth. Um, and, that, and that's exciting to me. I, I enjoy that. I had a, I had a conversation with an individual, uh, one of my, uh, my, my fleet manager. And, and I asked him at one point, you know, what's, what is your greatest success in business? And he paused and thought, and he, he started to go into this. Well, I think it was this time when I got promoted and this and that. And I interrupted him. I said, wrong answer. I was like, if I ask you this question again, and if you can't point to an individual as your greatest success or a group of people as your greatest success, then you're doing all this for the wrong reason. You are, a, <clears throat> in some ways, a narcissist. And so my whole thing is, hey. When you are a manager, you have to make people your priority. So, yeah, I, I feed off of my, you know, I mean, think about it. It's like our coaches in the past, they were, you know, they were the constant. They were there year after year after year. But who were the beneficiaries in reality? It was it was us. You know, so yeah. I, that's how I view my my job is I'm. I want to again, I want to be like my parents. I want to I want to influence people build people up. It's interesting how a lot of things are just this constant yeah. circle, circle of life. You know, it all keeps coming back around to the same things, the same lessons, the, the yeah. same tactics, you, you know, that you, you know, you, you know, I, I, I think thinking about your oh, technical man. foul story and, and how you, you admitted that you said something, but you know, I was like under my breath and I'm like, and I'm thinking, you know, Mr. Drain kind of being the, the, uh-huh. the parent situation there. Like if one of your if one of your uh-huh. kids muttered something that they shouldn't have under you would have heard it and you know, nope. it wouldn't have gone, <laughs> gone nope. well. You know, so it, it, I think it's great that you were able to look at that story and, and <laughs> you know, say it from that standpoint. Cause a lot of people would be like, Oh, I shouldn't have got teed up. No, no. No, you you, <laughs> you no, admitted. No. Uh but yeah, so examples like that uh, happen in real life too. And, uh, you know, John, you're, we talked a little bit about this, but like, wh- you're a big like sports analogy uh, guy, right? Like, <laughs> I know I am. So like, what is it like do, do, uh, at work or people, do they roll their eyes at you when you give sports um, analogies or how does it work? used to roll their eyes and now I've, I've been given, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an ultimatum, but a, uh, they have said that I am allowed three sports analogies a day is all I can use. So, so I, I have my limitations, which means I have to grow as an individual and, and get some other analogies some, somehow, somewhere. <laughs> so three a day, that's all I get. Uh, wow. Well, I, I try myself, but you know, uh, unfortunately that that's, just, I'm with you. I, it, 
it's uh, easy to compare things and it's it, it's easier to, easier. I don't know if I could limit myself. It, to well, the thing is, they work. They work for everything. You know, I mean, this the last dance. You know, with the with Jordan and everything. I, I, uh, I've I've used a lot of stuff from that to compare what we do and how we do it. And so, yeah, my my guys give me a hard time. And uh, what are what are some of the ones or, or sports analogies you find yourself kind of repeating? Uh, um, well, I think that's interesting. But I, don't, I don't know that. I think there's so there's so many situations that happen that I don't know that that <laughs> repeating is is even necessary times. I, I but I, I do use the what type of of player are you going to be? Um, you know, I, I could disparage some players and talk about man, they had all the talent in the world. But they didn't. They didn't hone it. They didn't perfect it. Um, <laughs> you know, and and uh, one of, probably one of my favorite ones, and, and it's not sports directly, but it is very athletic in nature, which is a Bruce Lee quote, where he says, "I'm not afraid of the man who's practiced ten thousand kicks. I'm afraid of the man who has practiced one kick ten thousand times." It's about mm. perfecting your yeah. craft. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that is great stuff. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you're a big sports guy. I'm a big sports guy. I, I don't know if you're a, a sit around and watch sports. You got three kids, so I'm sure that's hard. But I mean, what has life been like right now without sports? Is it, isn't it weird? Isn't this it is, weird? It's time very around? strange. Um, and uh, I, I've actually I actually have made had made probably in the last five or six years. Um, some conscious choices to back off of watching sports anyway, um, because I was coming mm-hmm. to find out that, you know, I'm, I'm at work Monday through Friday and come home and well, you know, Thursday night, there's stuff on or Friday night and all day Saturday and all day Sunday. <laughs> so at some point I was actually recognizing eh, this might be a little problematic in developing my relationship <laughs> with my wife and with my kids. So, so I, I started to back off. It's like, I'm going to allow two games on Saturday. I'm going to do one game live. I'll record another one, watch it. And I'm going to, so anyway, so I've, I've, I've backed off significantly, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's been difficult, um, you know, this time, but um, I, I, I think, I've I've recognized at least in this the last you know six eight weeks or whatever that man we have a lot that we uh, we kind of take for granted and even in our mm-hmm. quote struggle um, we're we're binge we're binge watching <laughs> stuff you know it's like yeah. we're not we're not that bad we're not in that bad of a situation it's it's inconvenient more than it is a true struggle like you know some of our yeah. our ancestors have gone through and, and people in third oh, world oh. countries for you know what they go through definitely yeah I, I think the greatest thing going on right now is people you know is people's pocketbooks mm-hmm. as far as not being able to work and things of that matter nature but you know i think in general a lot of people are healthy yeah are getting to spend more time with family which is like a hidden blessing yeah i'm sure yes. but uh, that that can wear on people too, though. I think <laughs> you're around people you're not used to being around as much. You can get a little more on edge, right? 
Yes, this is this is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm glad things are, are working out for you up there, John. It sounds like uh, you know you're, you're living a, a great life. Uh, you're someone who's a lot of fun to talk to, and I, I hope we get sports back. I'll, I say that a lot as far as a you know, a selfish side of me, but I hope a lot of other things get back to normal first. (laughs) I think the priorities, you know, and and we can get back to the way things were and hopefully better things. Yeah. Yep. I I think, I think we've learned a lot about ourselves as individuals and hopefully as a society, and hopefully we can, uh, as things open back up, um, we can get back to, like you said, not just normalcy, but better than normalcy. So, Yes. Yes. I think this has really opened our eye as to what's important, what works, uh, just all of the above, you know, but people yeah. have desires to go do when they can't have it. I'm like, right. I'm like, why you've never wanted to do that before. Why is that this desperate need to do it now? <laughs> you know, right. It's, right. it's weird. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. And, and as far as Oregon, you're you're still up in like Eugene, right? Yes. Yep. Just outside of Eugene, but yeah, in that in that same basic area. Yeah, and, and Eugene's an interesting uh, place. We'll say, we'll say. Yeah, I mean, I, yes. <laughs> I live here in Southern California. That's uh, you know that has its fair share of, uh, of interesting things too, uh, which is a whole nother podcast. But <laughs> Eugene, Oregon. I mean, you've been up there a long time now, and and you know, has it been, you said you've enjoyed it. Uh, what are, what are some of the, I don't know, paint us a picture, if you will, what, what Eugene is like from a standpoint. Well, from as far as just the, uh, I I think the thing that I do enjoy that I've come to enjoy, um, is the, the beauty of, of nature. Uh, you know, it rains quite a bit up here in comparison to SoCal. Um, so the 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 beauty of nature, the greenery, and all of that is, is something that I have come to very much enjoy. Um, the as far as, as far as the the sports side of it is concerned, uh, I I do enjoy uh, giving some of the the locals a hard time. Um, people say, "Oh, well, the Ducks have been very very successful." I'm like, mm, with which championship? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought that was the litmus test, not a uh, how many conference titles you win. So that's always fun to uh, needle people with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother-in-law Steve, he's a big Ducks fan, but but just because you're oh, yeah. in territory doesn't mean you've adapted to the ways. <clears throat> no, no, and I, I I joke about the uh, the civil war up here between the, the the Ducks and the Beavers, and I said, well. If nobody outside your state knows that the game is happening, is it really a rivalry? <laughs> That's big. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. I love so bad. <laughs> so what are what are some of your teams, uh, a professional college that you follow or you like, if any? Are you just a fan of the game or are you more college than pro kind of a guy? Um, I have I, – I, I grew up a Laker guy. I loved – Listen to Steve mention the other day about about Kurt Rambis. Oh yeah, uh, that was that was my, that was my team back in the day. Coming up through the '80s, watching those guys, and then of course, uh, you know, on into the '90s and seeing some of the other almost 
title teams with guys like Eldon Campbell and Sedale three. And, you know, guys that just weren't quite enough. Anthony Peeler. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, and then finally turning the corner, getting Kobe and Shaq and that whole group. So I've, I've always been a diehard Laker guy. Um, but beyond that, um, I would say the Dodgers probably a second close to my, as far as my team uh, is concerned. And beyond that, just kind of in LA sports in general, mm-hmm. uh, I always enjoyed, you know, UCLA and USC, even though there's rivalry there, it was not a huge thing in my mind. It was just, I just enjoyed LA sports in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, probably Lakers and Dodgers would be the two that I would, I would uh, pin my my hopes on as my team, so to speak. Gotcha. Have you ever got to go to a game up there in Portland? I have not been to a, a Blazers game. I've never been. Um, hmm. And this is this is a crazy part. I I've actually never been to a a uh, an NBA game at any oh. point in time. Okay. Yeah, never been. Never been. So. Well, we'll have to make yeah, that happen. Missing, <laughs> missing out, missing out. I've been, I've been to a, an, an NHL game, which I'm not a hockey guy, but I've, I've been to one of those. <laughs> which that was actually a lot of fun live. I got to tell you, I'm oh. not a hockey guy, but that was fun. Yeah, and for non-hockey fans to to constantly say that, like when they go to a game, that that really says something. That speaks volumes of it, especially yeah. live. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, it was intense. Whoa, this is, this is different. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, well, John, anything else you want to touch on uh, here on this? Beautiful. This, we're recording on a Saturday morning. We'll, we'll post, I'm sure, sometime uh, here in the next week or so. But it's uh, anything else you'd like to chat about? Any other topics? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I could, I could go on forever talking about the glory days, but <laughs> I think we all can. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's easy to go back and because you hear it from different perspectives, you know, you hear it from, uh, from mine and then yours. And, and then sometimes there's crossover and to hear some people watching you or teammates, it's, it's really fun to, to hear the same story almost from different perspectives and, and different yeah. years and everything. It's just, it's just been so much fun. Yeah, it has been. And, and, you know, with with my brothers coming up, you know, my one brother, Bill, played with me in high school all the way through. Uh, and I didn't I never did get to play with my uh, my younger brother, Ken. Um, we almost had the opportunity uh, my senior year where he 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 should have been moved up uh, to play in with us in football. Um, he was he was good enough. And, uh he was an individual that even after I, I graduated, I wished I could have played with him. Uh, I mm-hmm. can only imagine if he had had the opportunity to switch places with me to be on that team that I was on, how, how successful he would have been because he was, he was an athlete. He was legit. <laughs> so. Well, those are two guys I, I really would like to have on, on the program. I've reached out to him. I know Ken himself is starting up a podcast. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a doing a variety of of things in that regard with uh, his YouTube channel and 
Um, he's done a, he's done a lot of really good work in that regard. Um, really happy for his success in that, in, in that arena. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's, it's great. I, I chatted with him and, and I hope things go well for him. And I'd definitely like to talk to him about that. And of course, to, to uh, Bill Lee, who, uh, you know, was in the military and has oh, gone on yeah. to do some other great things. He, he, uh, was, was a coach briefly. Uh, he, he is probably was one of the biggest, had the biggest impact on guys from like my brother's class because he pushed those guys. He was fresh out of the Marines and he oh, was yeah. pushing those guys. My brother <laughs> still to this day tells stories about things he would say to them and make them do. And uh, yeah. Oh, Billy, I want to get him on also. So uh, it'd be yeah. fun for him. Yeah. He was, he was one of the few people that I was, uh, I was scared of when the switch turned. <laughs> so it was one of those, uh, you were family, but I'm, I'm, gonna move on right now <laughs> uh, wise decision <laughs> yeah 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 oh man well, well john it's been an absolute blast so much fun to talk about Same so many here. different things uh you know my best my best to your family to stephanie the kids uh, your dad mr lee and uh just uh, your brothers hope to talk to them soon and uh, yeah man thanks for so much for coming on it's been great uh, My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Thanks again to John Lee for starting our week off right. It was a lot of fun talking to you about your parents and Real Hondo Prep and the work you're doing up in Oregon. You're a great family man. I always enjoy seeing the different things you post on Facebook. It was great to catch up with you and and talk with you. Haven't seen you since 2010. I look forward to chatting with you soon and and, uh, hopefully get a chance to see you soon. Thanks again to John. Well, tomorrow, Dave Guerrero is on the program. He's from the class of 2006. He was in my brother's class in Real Hondo Prep. He is a manager consultant now, doing some good work out here in Southern California. We'll have plenty to talk about with him. Looking forward to that tomorrow. So be sure to tune back in with us on Tuesday. As always, you can follow us in many ways. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Instagram page and Facebook page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. If you need to reach us or want to follow our latest episodes, those are the best places. This last weekend, we put out the upcoming lineup on Saturday. We put that out. All of our guests who are going to be on the show Monday through Friday. And then Sunday night, we posted the photo of John for the upcoming episode. We'll have another uh, photo out tonight of Dave Guerrero on those platforms, just so you know who's coming on the program. And that's something we're going to continue to do. So please check out our Facebook page, Twitter handle, and Instagram page for all of that information. We want to thank Anchor for being the place that we're able to put out our podcast at that platform you can also listen to the get home podcast through apple spotify and many other platforms wherever you listen to the get home safe podcast we appreciate your support and your listenership we are slowly approaching i shouldn't say slowly i should say quickly approaching 2000 plays Uh, it's it's a tremendous honor and i'm truly humbled by it all so thank you to all of you who continue to listen you can go back and listen to all the previous episodes they're not going away they're listed there we know that people don't always listen to the episode that comes out the day it comes out so uh hopefully they're timeless and you know that you can listen to them uh over and over again 
Uh, so thank you to everyone who does that. I, I just, I'm very grateful to everyone who has given me feedback. I got a lot of feedback this weekend from uh, various friends and colleagues and uh, future guests. And it's just been, the support's been unreal. So thank you to everyone. Uh, it's a tribute to all of you, all the listeners. And uh, it's just been so much fun. So that'll wrap up another episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. We are one for one on our Monday morning. We got four more episodes left this week. Can't wait to get them out to you guys and uh, just share some fun conversations and some more random thoughts. So I look forward to Dave Guerrero tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning. Be ready for it. It'll be out around 7 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. But guys, whatever you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.